his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be with you. Are you not glad to say it is Friday? Friday. <laughs> Time for some celebration as we begin the broadcast today. Hope you have a great weekend ahead. I'm working on mine. It's in process. And um, hopefully that will include some rests, some uh, very important time. Just unplug, regroup, energize all of those wonderful things that you like to do on a weekend. I want to, at the start of the broadcast, really um, show you a contrast in philosophies. And in fact, one of these stories you might properly refer to as the Let's Go Brandon story. You'll get a kick out of this. I was quite thrilled when I saw it. But it's also part of a picture of two different visions not only for America, but really for the world. You know, how do we approach life in a free market economy? The entire approach is driven by supply and demand. And you just let the system work. Let it work. You don't interfere. You don't put government fingers on the scale to push things in one direction or another. You just let things happen organically. And everything works fine. All of these transitions, you know, I mentioned the other day, the transition from the horse and buggy to the car. Did the government have to mandate anything to bring that about? Of course not. It just happens. And I believe the same thing is going to happen, honestly, with renewable energy. I think that's the future. And I say, great, let's do that. Let's go the direction of renewable energy. Let it happen organically. We don't need the federal government or international authorities or people like that involved. Let me first share with you the Let's Go Brandon story. <laughs> you will understand what I mean when I share with you this story from the New York Times. The largest federal utility. Notice I said federal utility chooses gas, undermining Biden's climate goals. They're pretty much flipping off the president and making a choice that goes directly against what this administration would prefer. And this isn't the first time, as you will find out. 
So President Biden wants electricity generated from wind, solar, and other clean sources. The Tennessee Valley Authority plans to invest in, guess what, fossil fuels instead. (laughs) I love it. This is great. I need to dig up this book. There's a book I know I talked with you about some time ago. It's probably been a couple of years. But I think it addressed this energy issue. It was just excellent. One of the the best books on the subject I've ever read. But I remember one of the things that it addressed was the importance, when it relates to energy, the importance of reliability. This is where you cannot put all of your eggs into the wind and solar basket. It's just not viable. Now, maybe there's a point through ways to store energy that this changes over the next few years, but we're not there yet. And again, there's no point in trying to force something. But let's talk about what TVA is doing. The nation's largest federally owned utility plans to invest more than $3.5 billion in new gas-burning electric plants. (laughs) This is despite President Bush's commitment to swiftly move away from fossil fuels and eliminate greenhouse gases from the power sector in a little more than a decade. The Tennessee Valley Authority, which provides electricity to nearly 10 million people across the southeast, is replacing aging power plants that run on coal, the dirtiest fossil fuel. But critics say substituting gas for coal would lock in decades of additional carbon dioxide emissions that are heating the planet and could be avoided by generating more electricity from solar, wind, or other renewable source. As I mentioned, this is the second time in recent months a federal entity has clashed with Mr. Biden's climate agenda. The United States Postal Service is replacing 165,000 aging mail trucks with mostly gasoline-powered vehicles. Despite the desire of the White House and leading Democrats to convert the fleet to all-electric vehicles. This raises the question of whether President FDR's grand 20th century experiment with electrification can adapt to a 21st century climate crisis that requires a radical rethinking of energy production. Like the Postal Service, the TVA is an independent organization governed by a board of directors made up of presidential appointees. In both cases, the board is dominated by members nominated by, guess whom, former President Donald Trump, who frequently mocked climate science and was an ally of the fossil fuel industry. And its deliberations about replacing coal-fired generators, the TVA found that solar or other zero-emission sources, boy, this is a shocker, would be less dependable and more expensive than gas. Although the average cost of generating electricity from wind and solar sources is now lower than from fossil fuels in the U.S., the TVA said it would be more expensive to tap solar energy for its needs. We have an obligation to serve and to ensure the lights come on. So when renewables aren't available, natural gas will be available to ensure that reliable, resilient service is available to power our communities. In fact, the TVA plans to add about 5,000 megawatts of new gas capacity, enough to power nearly 3 million homes 
You may not know this. It's currently the third largest provider of electricity in the United States of America. Did you know that? At one point in the 60s, the TVA was the biggest consumer of coal in the country, operating 12 coal-fired power plants. It's one of those things that a lot of Americans are not familiar with. But changes over time have transformed the TVA into the rare utility that now draws almost half its power from zero emission sources. Great, wonderful. Its legacy hydroelectric dams provide 11% of the agency's power. Nuclear energy supplies, 39%. Wind and solar, 3%. It's actually shut down coal plants to the point it now draws 19% of its power from coal. Just 19%. I think this is a great story. I think this is absolutely awesome. And again, this is not an anti-climate or anti-clean energy plan at all. This is just a pragmatic plan for the future. And along the way, if wind and solar become more reliable, I'm sure the TVA will make the necessary changes. But I'm thrilled by this. I really am. Very wise choice. Coming up, the alternative view from the internationalists. (laughs) We'll talk about that much more as we continue on our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Over on the text line, this texture says, I know you're not a sports fanatic. Can we please talk about something less depressing? So the Panthers are not getting Sean Watson. So does that mean we're stuck with Sam and no Cam? The managers for the Panthers suck. 
That's supposed to be less depressing. (laughs) So we started off with one energy story, which I'm telling you is a positive energy story. A very pragmatic decision by the Tennessee Valley Authority to go with fossil fuels. It's just a practical thing to do to make sure they're serving their 10 million customers in the southeast. I think this is a great plan. But do you prefer this? The story reported by Breitbart. <laughs> this one just, it, it, it's almost amusing. If it were not so sad. Here's the headline for Breitbart. Start walking. International Energy Agency calls for urgent restrictions on domestic oil supplies. Restrictions. Remember what I said earlier in the broadcast about the importance of the free market economy and supply and demand? That's not how it works with the IEA. <laughs> this Breitbart story saying, give up your cars, start walking. That's an order. The International Energy Agency on Friday directed global governments to urgently cut oil supply to domestic consumers and encourage compliance with its call for, you ready for this, lowered consumption. Have these people lost their minds? See, I'd love to follow these people around who put out these papers, statements, whatever they want to call them, edicts. I'd love to watch them. And see what they're doing to cut their own energy usage. Because I guarantee you, they're not doing a darn thing to cut a darn thing. They want to impose things on you. The IEA 10-point plan to drive changes in the behavior of consumers. Notice this. Drive changes in the behavior of consumers. And reduce gas demand at the pump includes reducing speed limits. Working from home three days a week, more electric cars, car-free Sundays, more cycle lanes, cheaper public transport, and greater use of long-distance trains over planes. Boy, that'll work great for the trip to Hawaii. Not planning to go, as far as I know. The IEA also called on the OPEC group of oil-producing nations led by Saudi Arabia and Russia to help relieve the strain on markets while warning the world faced the biggest shock to supply in decades. The outbreak of war its already led to major economies like the United States and Canada sanctioning Russia by banning imports of oil as prices soar accordingly. The IEA warned earlier this week of the risk of a global supply crisis. A crisis. Major oil companies, trading houses, shipping firms, banks have shunned Russia. Now the threat that supplies of Russian oil could disappear. There's a real risk. Markets tighten further and oil prices escalate significantly in the coming months as the world enters its peak demand season. As you know, this happens as we get closer to the summertime. People are traveling for vacations. As a result of Russia's appalling aggression against Ukraine, the world may well face its biggest oil supply shock in decades. Huge implications for our economies and societies, according to the IEA Executive Director, Faith Burrow, in a statement. Increases in supply. I want you to understand this. Listen to this very carefully, what this person is saying. Increases in supply of the crucial commodity would not be able to ease the current strains. 
Huh? Remember what I said about how the economy, the real economy, really works? Supply and demand? Well, this person is saying increases in supply won't ease the strains. After the disappointing outcome of a recent monthly meeting of OPEC. (laughs) This just cracks me up. It really does. Because it does not account at all for domestic energy production here in the United States of America, for instance. Why don't you just encourage people to access their own energy supplies? It's really that simple. This is another example of false binary choices. Well, we can either start cutting back or (laughs) start cutting back. They really aren't giving you any other choices. How about we increase the supply? How about we say, screw OPEC? You don't want to give us more supply? We're not going to come begging. We're not going to come around with a tin cup begging you to give us more oil? The OPEC Plus Group has resisted U.S. pressure to lift production for months, agreeing only to modest increases in output at its regular meetings, even after Russia invaded Ukraine. The IEA was hoping for some good messages, which could help to relieve the strain on the oil markets after the group's meeting March 31st. (laughs) The measures put forward together with the French government could reduce consumption among those countries by 2.7 million barrels a day, while these currently consume between 44 and 45 million barrels a day. So again, what's their message here? The internationalists, what are they wanting us to do? Cut back our usage. That's, that's what we need to do. Just use less oil. This is just pure nonsense. Pure drivel. And if we had any decent leadership out of the White House, rather than blaming the oil companies, you know, I'll tell you what I might do. If I were president, I might invite all of the major oil companies to the White House. How can we advance our supply in this country? Now, if it turns out they are doing things that are nefarious, let's call them out publicly and show some evidence. But just blaming the oil companies for being greedy and all the other stuff, it's just, it's, it doesn't get us anywhere. Nowhere. See, this difference between leadership and politics as usual. As it stands, we're not getting anything of substance out of the White House that really addresses our real need, which is to increase the supply. It's that simple. This is why I've said before I promote an all-of-the-above strategy. Get rid of restrictions. Unnecessary decisions that have basically hamstrung the United States of America. Which means you ought to put the Keystone XL pipeline back on the fast track. And you apologize to the Canadian government for stabbing them in the back. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110. It's 800-928-1110, the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307 coming up 
I love to see this pilots coming together to tackle this mask mandate nonsense. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. During the break, I was texting with a good friend of mine out of town. I um, There are certain people I send greeting messages to, the people I'm closest to. And so uh, this morning, I sent a message to this friend of mine. I don't know, what time was this when I sent this out? 9.01, which is a little late for me to have sent this message out. Finally got a reply at 10.32. Kind of calling out my friend. Morning, sir. I was bad and went out drinking last night. Overslept today. I'm Irish. By the way, my friend is... <laughs> is his background is actually uh, part, partly from Bermuda and Portugal. I'm just putting that out there. Actually sent a, uh, a what I assume to be something. This can't be. Yeah, I guess it is something from ancestry or whatever, citing British and Irish background <laughs> to justify having a night out in the town. <laughs> oh my goodness, how silly can you get? The people I associate with sometimes. I am very excited to see people standing up all around the country against tyranny. You know, and some people may think this is silly to refer to masks mandates as tyranny. And you need to understand it's not even about the mask. It's not about the content. It doesn't matter whatever it is. What matters is the process. And that's what needs to be understood here. I've said from the very freaking beginning of this entire COVID crisis... Nobody has the right to unilaterally decide that you have to wear a mask. We have this thing called the legislature that makes laws. Go watch. I'm only a bill. You remember Schoolhouse Rock? I think a lot of people, a lot of adults would do well to watch this. This is basic stuff, folks. And the fact that we allow these... I'm trying to be self-controlled here. But the fact that we control these very small-minded people, we allow them to control us with their edicts, it still blows my mind. Let me repeat what I've said before. If Congress passed a mask mandate related to air travel, and this was signed by the president and put into law, I would have a totally different view about this. But by the fact that this is some sort of executive decision, I have a real problem with this. 
I have a couple of versions of this story I want to share with you because they, the stories really share a different angle, each one of these. Town hall stories, st- their version of this story, citing unconstitutional overreach. Pilots sue over a mask mandate extension. A number of pilots are suing over the extension of the TSA mask mandate for air travel again. Who made this decision? The TSA. Who the hell are they? What right should they have have to make unilateral decisions like this? You know, I, I walking at the airport, it frustrates the heck out of me when I hear this referred to as a law. It's not a law, ladies and gentlemen. This is the bastardization of language yet again. And we've allowed it. Okay, is it an edict? Is it a proclamation or is it law? In court paperwork, the 10 commercial airline pilots, and I applaud these pilots, they work for American, JetBlue, and Southwest, argue the CDC issued an order, requirement for persons to wear a mask while on conveyances and at transportation hubs, February 1st, 2020, without providing public notice or soliciting comment. Isn't this what's called dictatorship? Please correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen. The pilots are asking the court to vacate worldwide the federal transportation mask mandate, calling the move an illegal and unconstitutional exercise of executive authority. The pilots also argue the mandate's being justified despite studies showing, hello, masks don't work to protect against Wuhan coronavirus. In early 2020 and before mask mandates, public health officials told Americans it was nearly impossible to contract Wuhan coronavirus on an airplane. Last week, the TSA announced the CDC recommended the mandate stay in place, and therefore the requirement was being extended until at least April 18th. At CDC's recommendation, TSA will extend the security director for mask use on public transportation and transportation hubs for one month through April 18th. That was from the TSA statement. During that time, CDC will work with government agencies to help inform a revised policy framework for when and under what circumstances masks should be required in the public transportation corridor. This revised framework will be based on the COVID-19 community levels, risk of new variants, national data, and the latest science. We will communicate any updates publicly if and or when they change. I would tell you one thing for sure. If I came into office after this nonsense, I would fire every single person involved in this. Every single solitary person. I do not believe they have the authority to do this at all, nor should they want to. This is for Congress. The Daily Beast version of this story. Claustrophobic JetBlue pilots launch lawsuit against the mask mandate. group of pilots from JetBlue and other airlines suing the CDC to demand the lifting of the federal mask mandate because they say it is illegal and stops them flying safely. In a lawsuit filed, the pilots also say there have been thousands of unruly passenger incidents since the mandate was enforced by President Joe Biden in January, putting flights at risk. We have serious concerns 
about the safety implications of the mask mandate, none of which were studied by CDC or Health and Human Services, as the policy was rushed into place only 12 days after the inauguration of a new president who made a national mask mandated top campaign promise, even though he acknowledged it was likely unconstitutional in the lawsuit. (laughs) This is too funny. The 10 pilots, seven from JetBlue, others from Southwest, American, PSA, say forced mask wearing has left them suffering a condition they call mask fatigue. Symptoms of which include acne, laryngitis, breathlessness, anxiety, and claustrophobia. How many of you have felt these symptoms? I'm going to share just one quote. I'm going to make sure we have the time from one of these pilots when I get back here. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Over on the text line, we've got this. Vince, here we go again. Another Omicron variant. Will they enforce mask requirements again? I will not mask. Vince, I'm an independent truck driver who runs from Concord to the Georgia-Florida line five days a week. My truck uses 100 to 115 gallons a day. My goodness. How am I supposed to cut back? Not to mention my fuel cost, gone from $350 to $700 a day and rising. Yee, that's painful. Truckers need the most help, and a green energy battery-powered truck won't help. My run is 656 miles round trip. The battery-powered truck only gets 500 on a full charge. Plus, it's double the price. Oh, I get it. You don't have to explain anything to me. These people have no clue who are trying to browbeat you into something that's not in your best interest. On these mask mandates and similar things, it is dictatorship. Control, control, control. Blank all these blanks. (laughs) As sad as it is, if Biden continues with the mandate on planes, I will no longer fly, as I have not since all this nonsense began and will not. This person makes a great point. Problem is, Vince, Congress does everything it can to avoid responsibility. Yes, there you go. That's a big part of this problem. They won't take responsibility. They like pushing off responsibility to the executive branch. One of the major reasons we're in this mess. Christina Christina Field is her name. She's a PSA Airlines pilot. One of the plaintiffs in this lawsuit, for those of you not familiar, PSA is one of the regional carriers. They do a significant amount of flying, probably almost half of the flying out of Charlotte, for instance, on the regional planes. Christina Field saying, I perform risk-benefit analysis daily as part of my job. I know the risks of wearing a mask outweigh any benefits. 
We want to make sure the forced wearing of masks goes away, never to return. Good for Christina Field. Standing up. Being part of a lawsuit, this is a group of 10 pilots who are basically saying this is crap, unconstitutional overreach. I love the argument they're making. This is not about science. I don't care what science you bring to the equation. This is not about science. This is about the law. And the TSA should not have the right to do this. Just arbitrarily decide, oh, we're going to extend this now to August. Oh, let's go to December now. I can say something encouraging about air travel. For those of you who do know, I do love to fly. USA Today has this story, and then there were none. American Airlines bringing back in-flight alcohol sales. American Airlines, the last major U.S. airline without alcohol for sale in the main cabin, is bringing back beer, wine, and spirits in April. They're going to resume selling drinks. And food, April 18th, the day the federal transportation mask mandate is set to expire. Alcohol's only been available in first class on American since last spring. In a statement, the company saying our customers have expressed having these options on board is important to their experience with us. By the way, in case you want to know the price, in-flight booze prices, $8 for beer, $8-$9 for wine and spirits, snacks, between four and six dollars. Passengers sitting in America's Americans extra legroom section called main cabin extra will receive free alcohol as they did before the pandemic. Uh, as you recall, the airline stopped selling alcohol early in the pandemic as part of a broad cutback in the in-flight services to reduce the interactions between the flight attendants and the passengers. But many extended the policy because flight attendant concerns about a rash of unruly behavior. Now, American originally planned to resume sales last summer, like some of the airlines did, but ditched those plans just before Memorial Day. They also add this statement. The vice president of flight service, Brady Burns, said in a May 2021 memo to flight attendants, Over the past week, we've seen some of these stressors create deeply disturbing situations on board aircraft. Let me be clear. American Airlines will not tolerate assault or mistreatment of our crews. While we appreciate the customers and crew members are eager to return to normal, we will move cautiously and deliberately when restoring pre-COVID practices. Since that time, Americans has, has repeatedly delayed the resumption of alcohol service each time the mask mandate was extended. So I guess you better hope now they don't extend this yet again. By the way, it was Southwest, the first airline to suspend service March 18, 2020. They hoped to resume it last summer, delayed those plans while several other airlines went ahead and brought the booze back. So Southwest resumed June 2021, scrapped those plans, and they started February 16th leaving American as the last holdout in serving alcohol on planes. So those of you who travel on American can look forward to this with American being our number one carrier here in Charlotte. Uh, This is quite relevant for many of you. Coming up, 
Hour number two, we have Faith Focus Friday. This is a classic, ladies and gentlemen. I think it will bless you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 